International Women's Day podcast series, brought to you by the Gender Equality Team in the Faculty of Medicine, Health and Life Sciences. Hello everyone and welcome to this podcast, which has been created as part of the School of Biological Sciences activities for International Women's Day on the 8th of March. I'm Dr. Paul Kaplan and I'm Athena Swan co-champion for the school. For those of you who don't know, SWAN is a gender equality initiative which all universities in the UK and Ireland sign up to. Biological Sciences has been holding a gold Athena SWAN award since 2012. So this podcast is asking women about their experiences of work and family life during the COVID-19 pandemic. And I'm joined here by Miv Palmer, who's a research fellow in the school. Thanks for joining me, Miv. It's nice to be here. <laughs> Great to know. First of all, could you start by telling us a little bit about you and what you do to get yeah. some background? Yeah, uh, I'm a research fellow in uh, the Institute for Global Food Security in the School of Biological Sciences, and I work on farm animal behaviour, health and welfare. So I'm in Professor Neve O'Connell's research group and I've worked with dairy cows, which are probably my favourite, pigs and broiler chickens over the years and that's mostly looking at health and welfare issues and how they can be overcome in farming systems. And over the last few years, we've also been looking at how the farm environment and aspects of the bacterial microbiome in the farm uh, could be linked to farm animal health and welfare. Great. So um, going on the, the, the main subject, I guess, of, of this is, or one of them at least, how has the pandemic impacted you, your work and your family life? Well, I have two small children uh, who are six and four. And luckily, like even before the pandemic began, I'd been working four days a week. So I had a little bit of time flexibility and that became really important <laughs> once we got into the, the lockdowns. Uh, my husband had also been working a four day week and we had the kids in, in daycare or in school three days a week and then we were each of us off one day a week with them. So once the schools and the daycare closed, we okay. had to balance work and homeschooling between us. Um, so homeschooling the big kid while entertaining the little one and, uh, and working at the same time. Uh, my husband's a musician and quite a lot of his work stopped overnight. You know, not great financially, but in terms of timing, it worked really well. He had a bit more spare time. So he had three days of work to do each week. I had four. So we just shared out the days, you know, seven days in a week. Uh, one worked three days, one worked four. And the rest of the time we were homeschooling and kind of entertaining the little one. So we did this from kind of mid-March until the end of August which was fine, a bit of a blur, to be honest, looking back <laughs> on it, <laughs> kind of relentless. But in comparison to what quite a lot of my friends were doing at the time, which was, you know, if they were like, if they were by themselves with little ones or if both, both partners had full-time or semi-full-time work, a lot of them would be getting up at five in the morning to get in a chunk of work before they started the homeschooling. Um, or you know other colleagues who are lecturing and had time commitments at certain times of the day, that's really difficult. Uh, my job was really flexible. Like I was able to shift it to whenever I needed to. You know, sometimes I had meetings at a certain time, but my boss 
it was and always is incredible. Um, you know, she's fantastic and makes sure that we know that we can work flexibly uh, to ask if there's ever any problems. So that for me made all the difference in terms of getting through it. In practical work terms, I had just finished like four or five months of data collection. So I had a mountain of stats analysis to do and data processing, which was perfect. I could sit at my desk and mm -hmm. work through that. So I exactly. wasn't I wasn't inconvenienced by it being locked out of the lab. Uh, if it had happened a few months before, it would have been a disaster. Uh, but I was really lucky in that way. Um, my sequencing stuff got put through, I think, on the last run before the before the sequencing unit shut down for the lockdown. So yeah, I was really fortunate. Uh, but what I didn't get done was anything above the basics. So no papers right. written up, uh, no extra abstracts done, no planning future work, nothing that wasn't an urgent demand on a kind of a day-to-day -day basis. It was more about survival than career development. It was just kind of, yeah, getting the urgent stuff done um, and getting it done as well as I could with shouting children in the next room. I see, yeah. No, that's very, that's very interesting because, you know, you, you say yourself you were quite fortunate in, in the way things turned out and yet doing the, the kind of basic minimum is is a lot less than what we usually do. Yeah, and it's not, you know, it's 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 not that I would feel pressure that I have to do the other stuff, but most of the time I, I want to. I really love my job. I want to course, yeah. read extra stuff. You want to watch the online conferences. You want to go to the seminars and you, you can't do any of that. And, and, you know, not only feeling like you're not doing as much as you want to, but feeling like, you're probably not doing as much as everybody else is. And I've got a, you know, a couple of years of maternity leaves and going back with small kids who don't sleep and not getting as much done as I wanted to in those periods either. And I kind of, before this all began, I had myself mentally set up that this year was the year that I was gonna blitz it all. I was gonna do everything and, <laughs> and then. Maybe not so fortunate after all, yeah. <laughs> didn't quite happen this year. Maybe it'll be next year, who knows? But, you know, we got through it. Uh, since the schools went back in September, it's all been a bit calmer because when the schools weren't open, at least daycare or childcare was open to some extent. And we could use that to make sure that we didn't both have to work all the time. But I'm still not doing those extra bits that I would like to be doing mm. at the minute. All right, thanks. Yeah, so the the theme for the International Women's Day is choose to challenge. Um, does this mean something to you? I think for me, the main thing I'm going to take from it, I joined the school SWAN self-assessment team this year. And I think that that is a really great way of getting involved and constructively challenging how things are done within the school in terms of gender equality. The school already holds a gold award, so it's clearly doing a lot of things right. But there are always more things that can be... Always, yes. Yeah, that can be challenged and worked towards. So I think that is a great thing to be focusing on. And then I guess in everyday life, 
I will try to have some more of those slightly awkward conversations with people when something happens or something is said or something is done that you're not quite happy with and you let it slide. Mm -hmm. I'm quite guilty of letting things slide to not cause anyone to feel uncomfortable or to make a scene. But maybe we're at a stage now where some of those conversations should be happening uh, in a constructive way. Nice. That's very good. Do you think that that's becoming better with as you progress in your career or? Yeah, I think so. I think like as I get older, I'm yeah, I'm less I'm less worried about annoying people. Mm-hmm. And I, as I have small children and a pandemic, I'm <clears throat> a bit more likely to just do things rather than worry yeah. about them for six years and then maybe think about doing them. Um, so yeah, I'm not out to offend anybody, but maybe I will be a little bit more straightforward in the future. Makes complete sense, and I think it's a great, <laughs> great way of looking at things. <laughs> and so to go back to the to the pandemic, then how, um, you know, how have you dealt with it in terms of protecting your mental and physical health? Because you've mentioned work, and I guess we all affected in different ways by 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 the pandemic but i think some, something that's quite that's been emerging commonly is that people have had to choose specific routines or do specific things to kind of keep keep afloat <laughs> yeah um in the first part in that big long summer lockdown to be honest i didn't do very much to protect my mental or physical health and i felt like when i wasn't working I should be either looking after the children or dealing with the endless mountains of housework. And it wasn't external pressure, like it wasn't pressure from work. It was just pressure from my own head that I developed this kind of siege mentality where I almost must be doing something useful. Uh, But at that stage, I didn't class exercise, (laughs) exercise as useful, but I've changed my mind on that. And, uh, you know, at this stage, I am trying to run a lot, walk a lot, um, even like getting walking into my weekly routine in a way that like I would previously not considered because it slightly disrupts my work day. So I have to get a COVID swab twice a week and I am walking down, which takes like 25 minutes each way. But I just do that over my lunchtime when I finish a bit later and I get this really fast hour of walking in the middle of the day. So little things like that where I'm shifting work slightly to make sure that I get the exercise that I need. And, you know, comedy dance workouts on YouTube, that kind of, that kind of thing. And, uh, yeah, tiny, um, tiny jobs around the house. I never spent much time in the house before. And uh, since we've been in lockdown, I've realised it is it is slightly falling apart. It's quite an old house. So I'm learning to grout, uh, paint and various DIY tasks, like small little things that are really fine when you get them done. Make yep. you feel a massive sense of achievement. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's great. So um, I think that's all the questions that uh, I had for you. Is there anything else you want to, to add or comment on? still don't think so. Um, yeah, I think overall, in terms of people who have kids, I've had a pretty easy, easy run of the pandemic. Definitely a postdoc job has its own kind of pressures with 
not being permanent and there are plenty of deadlines, but in, at the same time, it can give you a lot of flexibility um, and it can be a good a good job while you have small kids. It can be easily kind of suited to your own circumstances, which I think is something that isn't necessarily always seen from the outside. You know, mm-hmm. it can be a great flexible job. Uh, and yeah, I think the pandemic has definitely emphasized the benefits of a flexible job. Definitely, yeah. No, that's uh, that. It, it's great to to highlight that. I think um, it's very good to know that some some jobs are actually fairly good and sometimes better than you know what people hear about. Um, yeah. In some way, if you you can make you can make them be something really really work, working. All right. Thank you very much for taking the time to to talk with me, and uh, thank you everyone for listening to this. Bye bye, man. <laughs> bye. For more in this series, subscribe to Queen's University Belfast's Shaping a Better World podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts.